This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. Beware of pseudoscience. The notorious wellness brand Goop is added again and authorities are warning that their popular new series is downright dangerous. And we just marked Valentine's Day on Friday, so here are the latest dating trends for Zoomers. But first... Here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. 53% of Canadians in a Scotiabank retirement poll are worried they'll have to go back to work after they retire. The average respondent expects to retire at 64, and the survey found that most expect to need $697,000 in retirement savings. That's well below the $1 million that many financial advisors suggest is necessary for a secure retirement. Viagra, in large doses, can cause vision problems. The popular drug for the treatment of erectile dysfunction causes problems that can last over 24 hours when taken in large doses. The side effects include blue-colored vision, red-green color blindness, blurry vision, and unusual brightness. After 21 days, visual problems resolved and no long-term effect was seen. Researchers say it's best to start the drug in small doses and increase as needed. There may be a link between gum disease and the risk of stroke. The chronic inflammation caused by the bacteria leads to a hardening of the blood vessels or atherosclerosis, even though there may be no symptoms. Researchers at the University of South Carolina found that patients with gum disease were twice as likely to have large artery strokes. The work was presented at an international stroke conference. Also at that conference, delegates are hearing that a shingles vaccine just might be the strongest protection against stroke for people younger than 80. They found that Zoster Vaccine Live lowered the risk of stroke by nearly 20% for people in that age group. For those over 80, it reduced the risk by about 10%. One in three people who have had chickenpox will develop shingles in their lifetime. The study aims to encourage people... 50 years and older to get vaccinated to doubly benefit from a reduced risk of both shingles and stroke. Guinness Records this week named the new oldest living man. Chitektu Watanabe of Japan became the oldest male at 112 years and 344 days. The previous holder, also from Japan, died last month. The current record holder used to do bonsai, the traditional art of raising small sculpted trees, and had his work exhibited. The oldest living person is also Japanese, Kane Tanaka, a 117-year-old woman. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. 
Despite accusations of misleading the public with pseudoscience, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Empire has a new series on Netflix. What we try to do with Goop is to explore ideas that may seem out there or too scary. I had an exorcism. Oh, wow. This is dangerous. It's unregulated. Should I be scared? It is dangerous and poses a considerable risk to public health. This according to the head of Britain's national health system, among other critics. I reached law professor and pseudoscience debunker Tim Caulfield in Edmonton. I'm tremendously frustrated that she's been given this platform. But now that the show has aired, um, you know, the, the responses are in and they're pretty damning. I mean, you're, you're seeing individuals like the head of the NHS, you know, really, really condemning it uh, in very strong terms. So, you know, this kind of the spreading of this kind of misinformation, I think, is really problematic. Let's go through some of the topics. We've got energy healing. We've got magic mushrooms and psychedelic psychotherapy. Let's let's hit those two first. The energy healing one in particular is frustrating. So what it is, is there's the focus is basically around a couple guys, one individual in particular, a chiropractor who can run, he runs his hands over individuals and he's supposed to, you know, help align their energy and make them feel better. Uh, and no evidence to support that whatsoever. Uh, in addition to that, this guy, they're kind of legitimizing this guy in the show or you know, making him more popular, giving him more exposure. Uh, this guy has claimed in the past that he can cure cancer doing this. And again, I have to emphasize, there's no evidence to support this at all. In, in fact, they've done studies uh, that, have, that have shown uh, that this doesn't work. And also, it's not even scientifically plausible, right? It's this idea that there's this life force energy that runs through our body and that you can control with our hands. And Libby, I want to emphasize it. Something else that's really important to to note is this is not being presented as if it's a spiritual approach to health. It's not being presented as if it's a different kind of worldview that we need to to consider. It's being presented as if it's science, right? And in fact, they they talk about you know quantum physics as as this theory that could explain what's going on uh, in this realm. So you know. it's entirely fair to 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 measure this these claims against the standards of science because because Gwyneth and Goop are presenting it, this stuff as if it is scientific. Well, they so really frustrating. They do have a big disclaimer at the top of it. They say they are not trying to give medical advice, and uh, she's been interviewed and she said, "Well, they also started to have some kind of scientific." advisory board. Is that good enough, a disclaimer like that that's obviously been written by lawyers? Yeah, it's interesting. You're right. Each episode starts and they have this disclaimer at the beginning. And then even in a couple of the episodes, some of their experts, and I'm putting that in quotes, will, will say, you know, this isn't medical advice. But but look, the the message of the show <laughs> is this stuff works, right? They, they, they march individuals through, you know, it's often it's people that work for Goop, they try this stuff. Uh, and, and there's really interesting research, Libby, that shows that that kind of anecdotal evidence, that kind of testimonial, right, that, those kinds of narratives can have a real impact and, be, and, and, and actually can overwhelm the scientific evidence. There's a study from 2016 that found exactly that, that a powerful anecdote can overwhelm what the, what the science says. And that's what goes on in this show. Let's go through some of the other topics. So they've got magic mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms, and psychedelic psychotherapy. I mean, those are 
pretty heavy-duty drugs. Yeah, that's right. And I, what's interesting about this episode, I think I believe it's the first one too, is it starts off talking about real science. And Gwyneth and Goop, they do this a lot. So it starts by talking about real science, uh, the idea of using psychedelics to treat mental health issues. And we're talking about science, you know, investigative research, preliminary research that's happening in clinical trials, in very controlled conditions where they're trying to tease out what's going on and whether there's real potential here, right? So that's how it starts. And then the latter half of that episode, you've got Gwyneth and the gang. Actually, Gwyneth doesn't do it, just her gang (laughs) does it, her posse does it, trying psychedelics in an uncontrolled manner, almost like at a recreational kind of level to deal with pretty serious health issues, you know, pretty serious mental health issues. So you have this conflation of real science and preliminary real science and this sort of recreational use of the same products. And of course, that's not how, you know, science is done, but it gives it this veneer uh, of of legitimacy. I call it science exploitation. I mean, <laughs> you take real science, you take real science and exploit it to sell products or to sell, you know, a crazy idea. Then there's one episode they call Cold Comfort and they have people jumping into frozen Lake Tahoe and the question is can a shock to the system relieve stress? It focuses largely on a guy named Wim Hof. Um, who is an individual from Scandinavia. Um, oh, he's actually from the Netherlands that has, you know, it seems like he has some interesting personal characteristics, biological characteristics that allows him to withstand stand the cold. And there is actually some interesting research around his breathing technique. Again, I would say it's preliminary. There isn't, isn't a body of evidence to support it. But, but the message here is, again, that somehow the, you know, adopting this approach is going to have profound health benefits, and I think that that is for sure an overstatement of the evidence. And in fact, some people have died using the Wim Hof method. They've drowned. We don't hear about that in the show, right? We don't hear about how preliminary this research is. Again, it's sort of presented to us through anecdotes and testimonials that this, this actually works. It seems to me that this is part of, there's a lot of misinformation floating around on social media and, you know, the it has its kind of epitome in the whole anti-vaxxing phenomenon. Do you see this kind of as a part of that? I absolutely do. I, I see this as part of a broader phenomenon. You know, some people have, you know, criticized the critics saying, oh, you're overreacting to goop, you're overreacting to, you know, this one uh, uh, wellness brand. You know, and I get that critique, right? But the wellness industry is a multi-trillion dollar industry, and Gwyneth and Goop are just a really good example of it, right? So I view it as an opportunity to talk about uh, the spread of misinformation, you know, and talk about critical thinking and talk about how this, these things can be misrepresented in the public sphere. So, you know, it's like using this pop culture moment. Uh, to talk about the broader phenomenon that is causing real harm. You know, anti-vax is just one example, but there are a lot of other ones, right? And so uh, I absolutely think that, that this is something that we should take seriously and that we should take steps to counter. Tim Caulfield, thanks so much. Thank you, Libby. That was law professor Tim Caulfield. His series, A User's Guide to Cheating Death, aired on our sister station, Vision TV. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. This Friday marked Valentine's Day, and just when most singles had accepted that online dating is the modern way to go, it's falling out of favor for all age groups, but especially Zoomers. 
The problems include catfishing, fake profiles, and no-shows. Relationship coach Grace Sirocco says it's time to get back to the basics. It can be very difficult because a lot of um, dating sites these days are not what they used to be. I mean, there was a bit more innocence in the, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago when people started going to the Internet for finding love and finding options. Nowadays, I hear lots of complaints from people. Um, There's a lot of um, scams as well, people trying to take advantage of you in different ways. So I think the average person has a hard time, especially women over 50. They have a very difficult time. Obviously, there's fraud on the Internet. There's ghosting, catfishing, fake profiles, no-shows, and certainly fake pictures. But at a certain point, you know, when you meet somebody, you shouldn't you be able to see if they're not who they say they are? Yes, but not always. People will just uh, not tell you that they're married right away. You know, so just by meeting somebody, you're not going to find the truth about them. You're going to know whether or not there's chemistry, whether you want a second date, whether you like to hang out with them, that's for sure. But you're not going to know, you know, the person's intentions, the person's reality, you might not know all of that. If you're okay with that, then by all means, you know, go for it. I mean, we're mammals, and we're not meant to be alone. Loneliness is painful to every single one of our cells. People who are lonely, they die off faster. So our natural inclination is to be with someone, to love, to be loved, to be held. So by all means, I, I'm not saying people should give up. I think people should just keep trying until they get it. They, they hit the nail on the head. What about the whole idea of being open to finding love? Yeah, there's that too. Sometimes you just have to be open to it. People are totally different. Some people are really like they can't wait to get out there. And some people are like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, you know, they, they might want something from me that I'm not willing to give. So there's a lot of fear about dating strangers, about getting to know strangers. There's a lot of fear. I wish there wasn't. What are the emerging ways? I mean, for a lot of people, too, they haven't dated for decades. So what are the latest ways of meeting people, aside from what you said earlier, joining a club and that kind of thing? It seems like a lot of people, will, if they suddenly find themselves single, whether by death or by divorce, um, they will look up old loves on social media. And then they start communicating with that person, and then they find out that that person, you know, lo and behold, they're single too. I've had quite a few people come to my couple's retreat since their second marriage or second time around, and like, how did you meet? We knew of each other. We just looked for each other once we were available. So they, I think they do that because they remember something positive, something romantic, and it was not an unknown it was someone that they once knew, they, were, they once, you know, were hot over, they were in love with, it was maybe a crush from high school. And so there's this familiarity that they feel comfortable. And so some people would, would rather look up an old love, a lot of people would rather look up an old love, especially women, than try to go out there and meet absolute strangers. Okay, if you don't have an old love to look up, what are your options? Well, the other option is to tell your friends and to get set up. So that's still a really good old-fashioned way to go is just to tell. I always tell people, it's like you're single and if you're ready right now to love and you're looking, same thing about looking for a job or looking for a new apartment. 
tell everybody in your circle. Tell everybody that you're, you know, that, that you know that yes, I'm, I'm looking and I'm, this is what I'm looking for. And then let your, let your network help you out. Thank you so much. My pleasure. That was relationship coach Grace Sirocco. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Weekend Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. And be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Weekend Review is produced by Zeev Hadi, Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Nimer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.